0: pod 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 rugby pod
1: Hello and welcome back to Rugby Pod. I'm Andy Rowe, Big Jim and Goody. Are with me as usual, Bear 52 are with us throughout the Six Nations, offering you free beers delivered straight to your door from the very best breweries on the planet. You can get a case of eight free beers and there's no minimum commitment, so you can just take the free case, try the beers, see what you think, and you can pause or cancel at any point. It's perfect to go with your Six Nations viewing. All you need to do is go to bear52.com forward slash rugby and cover the postage. That's the word beer followed by the number 52.com forward slash rugby to get your first case of eight beers for free. And if you've been enjoying your free beer 52 cases, make sure you tag them and us on social media as well. How's your week
0: been, boys? Yeah, not bad, to be honest. I'm, I'm out of bed. It's been three long weeks in bed and this week was all about reflection. I've looked inside myself and I've looked at myself.
2: Uh, but what does the inside look like? Tell oh, me. God, I mean, pr- pretty horrible at minutes. <laughs> Absolutely minute, <laughs> ridiculous, I imagine.
0: Um, but yeah, I've you know I've I've looked at myself and I've thought it's time. It is time, James, isn't it, to take my diet a bit more seriously and reflect on what's gone on before. And which I just is wanna...
2: what? Just lay the scene. So from your eyes and from the bed upside down looking up and the smells and the sweat and the aromas and the shedding of skin <laughs> and the soreness of bed sores but hit me with the reason for the reflection first just to set the scene for me and the millions out there
0: well it's pretty easy so uh, lying in bed for three weeks I've got the obviously I've got the mirrors on the ceiling to be able to have a look up when you and what I saw, I just wasn't happy with, I'll be honest. I'm looking up at the scene. Well, that's because it's you. That's because
2: the reflection is you. I imagine if the mirrors are on the roof, it's a reflection of someone else. I mean, I don't know what positions go on, but I imagine if you were on top and you were trying to look back, you just see a rug, which is your back. So you've seen you, and what, and what have you seen?
0: You've got stuck into me for that long, I thought. I've got to sort it out. So did a bit of research, spoke to a few people, and um, I've got involved with a company called Tweaked. You need more than a tweak. Yeah, they should be called the overhaulers then. And they've introduced my taste buds to a new aroma of things and foods and, you know, foods that I didn't even, I can't even pronounce some of them. So I might need a bit of help from you, Jim, because you take your nutrition fairly seriously over time. Um, there's these green things that look like trees. They're called brocococcoli or something like What, what?
2: Yours are called mayonnaise broccoli by looking at the mayonnaise that you posted as well. So broccoli and mayonnaise. I don't know if that works.
0: And then there's something called cali. It looks like a, like a frilly.
2: Oh, it's Kayleigh dance dancing. It's named after a Scottish dance.
0: Oh, okay. Ka- kale
2: is kaylee dancing
0: okay yeah so anyway i've dropped three or four kilos already from where carolyn thinks from my knees to be honest um but uh yeah it's been a, a week of reflection and i also i thought about you a fair bit this week jim because i'm not having anyone calling you stupid anymore i'm not having it people think that you're a bit of a clown sometimes you're perhaps not as intelligent as people make it. i think you're an intelligent guy jim because i'm just going to rewind yeah. a week we talked about Last week, the celebrations in the France dressing room. And you just said one thing, Jim.
2: All I know in up.
0: those celebrations, where's the masks? <laughs> Where are the masks? And now look at France. So, Jim, you are a wise man. And from this day forward, I will eat my greens like you eat your greens. I will be healthy as much as I can be. And I will also listen to James Hamilton, the oracle, the intelligent, wonderful looking man that sits before me now on this podcast. So um, thank you, James, for showing me the light and being the intelligent one. How was your week anyway, Jim? Oh, loads
2: going on. Loads going on. Not a lot, really. Um, (laughs) I've been waiting for today when the roadmap, anyone who follows me on social media, which is, I am up to 70,000 followers now, my agent told me, um, (laughs) seeing this roadmap, which has been released as we're recording the podcast. And I've not seen any celebrations or coming through from from the family. So I can't believe that it's good news off the back of that. But I'm lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones because I was, I was commentating on the big one at the weekend. Hashtag always Edinburgh against hashtag got hose Munster. And it got me out of the house. I enjoyed that. But they've changed the protocols for whatever reason. Now, for whatever reason, because this is the life that we live in and the world that we live in if the rules weren't hard enough to follow anyway in terms of protocol before you go to a game in a stadium and filling in in forms, and I've filled them in wrong before, they basically say, have you been in contact with anyone? Yes, no. And I've just basically put no, 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 no for all all of the things on the questionnaire because just like, yeah, you just kind of preempt that you know what you're doing, don't you? But I've put no to, are you feeling well? No. (laughs) Have you got a car? No. And I'm rocking up in a car trying to tell them that I feel all right. Phoebe went back to school this morning, and there was a big celebration. Uh, not from JJ's; absolutely raging. He's shadow boxing in the other lounge uh, because he ain't happy about he ain't going back to school. He probably, arguably, is the one that needs to go back to school. He's ten; start secondary school in a couple of years' time. Could be a year's time. I've lost track of years and days. But <laughs> Phoebe's gone back to do some drawing and some colouring and um, getting a story read to her. Whereas JJ's at home shadow boxing in the lounge, and that's about it. But who knows? We seem to have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, a little bit of light. And just as we thought things were getting better, the French were celebrating a win against Ireland. And there's stuff to talk about now because it looks like they're going to be absolutely fact for the weekend. <laughs> Blame Fabian.
1: Manscaped are supporting us again this week. We're still in the thick of winter, but that doesn't mean you should be neglecting your two best mates. Our friends at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with slick snowballs. Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. The performance package comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag. Question for you, Jim, did you know that 79% this is a real stat, 79% of partners polled admit that long nose hairs is a major turnoff?
2: Well, that's not even a surprise. Am I meant to be surprised with that or not? I
0: think Jim's biggest issue that Beck says is his breath, not his nose, nasal hair.
2: She's never mentioned me breath, but <laughs> yeah, she's, she never speaks to me head on. Maybe that's what it is.
0: You might as well use the best tools for the
1: job. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code rugbypod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code rugbypod. Thanks, Manscaped, for making our winter wieners look so good. Well, we'll have a look ahead to round three of the Guinness Six Nations in a bit, but it was quite a weekend in the Premiership, no relegation, but that didn't make things any less entertaining. We'll come to the red cards shortly, but first, what do you guys make of the end of the game, Exeter v Northampton? Charge him down, son. Apparently
2: flinched.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? So, Christoph Ridley's there, he felt he moved forward. I I mean, I don't understand why you make a decision like that. And then sprint down the tunnel as fast as you can to get away from the pitch, even though there's no fans. You've got the uh, the backing of of you know the technology there to to show that he moved. They didn't advance before he moved. Is his decision right? I mean, only you know, there's, there's videos going around that there's a little move forward. But then you can ask, well, who was shouting? He's moved. He's moved because you're not allowed to shout when people charge. So um, it's not as clear cut as he moved forward. So you're allowed to go and scream and shout and get there as, as fast as Home did and hoof the ball off the tee. What it will do is it will sharpen Joe Simmons' mind uh, in understanding, as an ex-kicker myself, who that's happened to, what you've got to do is have the minerals to stand still and tell the ref, no, no, I didn't move, you know I didn't move, and then you get to retake it again. And it goes over. Um, But what it will do is it will sharpen his mind to to work on his actual technique. So that doesn't happen again. And he won't take that little step forward if that was what it was um, that triggered the Northampton players to get the charge down. But bottom line on the charge down is Northampton were
2: fully deserving of that victory. You Believe this or believe this not, guys. I have charged down someone taking a conversion. I shit you not. (laughs) Was this against India as well, was it? It wasn't against India. I didn't even bother charging down because I didn't score a try. (laughs) But I probably would have done. It was on a pitch somewhere in the championship, playing for Nottingham. I think it was Bedford. Let's just say it was Coventry. And I've charged down the kicker. No word of line. Ever since that day... For the laugh and the comical value, because normally when you charge down a, a, a conversion, you've had a try scored against you, so everyone's absolutely raging. I charge down a kick every single time just to show that the lads how much I wanted it. Come the kickoff, I am absolutely <laughs> fucked. <laughs> and if the so ball so stays longer than You couldn't chase a minute. the kickoff. I couldn't chase the kick off properly, <laughs> so I chased chase mate. You've got to put them off, mate. You don't know. At, at the weekend, as we know, you don't know. Just keep chasing. And, you know, that kick charged down. That could be Northampton season right there, top four.
1: And another win for Quinns and back-to-back defeats for
2: sale now. I just bypassed the Quinns, just (laughs) bypassed. Jim, what have you done?
0: What have you done? Ever since you interviewed Alex Anderson on Rugby Pass, they've started to go downhill now and Quinns have got even better since you slagged them off on air, so...
2: I know, well, we mentioned it last week. It's what happens, isn't it? they get a spike in adrenaline and then the cracks that have been left... Just blame Steve Diamond. The cracks that have been left by Steve <laughs> Diamond have just been opened again. The wounds have been opened. So, <laughs> to be fair to Quinns... Here we go. Obviously a good team. There we go. When they want to be. Yeah, and they wanted to be go. the last couple of weeks. I'll say it, credit where it's due. Yeah. They're playing with, you know, some much-needed energy, you know, marching in the centre, quality player, Marcus um, Smith, ridiculously good at that. Yeah, them, right? Marcus Smith on a, a new deal. He's followed off the back of that. You wonder if they need a director of rugby or or, or whatever these teams think that they need in terms of running the show. And, you know, we saw at Wasps, obviously Lee Blackett took the reins when Di Young left and they kept him on and they all signed long longer term deals. You wonder what they'll do with Quinns, but there's talk of Scotty Robertson, our mate, coming up from New Zealand. There was rumours. Uh, you wonder whether that's going to be the right fit for them. What is that going to do? Uh, you know, what What are Quinns' ambition? Have they got the squad to be the top four?
0: It's ironic though, isn't it? So, so what they used to get found out with Quinns is when the England players used to go away. The likes of Danny Kerr, Marlow, Mike Brown, um, and the list sort of carries on a little bit. They used to go away with England and their second-rate players weren't anywhere near as good. Now, start of the year, you're questioning the desire of some of those Quinns players. They're, you know, how much they're actually putting it in for the jersey. Obviously, there was a change, and now all these players are playing like absolute worldies. So, yes, um, you know they're living up to their expectations. Uh, Marcus Smith is; he should be in the England squad. But right? you know, he's on that good a form that there's no question he should be in the England squad. It's just ridiculous that he's not. Um, he's got facets of the game as a ten that, and it, this is a big statement. The geezer's just retired. Well, no, the the geezer's just retired. Dan Carter has just retired, right? Marcus this Smith
2: has bit, got a... Is, is this you sucking up to Dan Carter again? Come on.
0: <laughs> no,
2: Marcus Smith
0: is of that ilk in what he can do around the game and his decision-making now is just getting better and better with experience, his understanding of the game as well. Um, so You're going to make
2: headlines with this.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying he is as good as Dan Carter. What I'm saying is the way he plays, his all-court game, his kicking, his distribution, his attacking the game line... He's got everything you need as a 10. And so most why players, is he not being picked? Well, because of Eddie Jones um, and Owen Farrell and George Ford are his best buddies. But what I'm saying is he's now doing it consistently. You can see, we've seen it for the last couple of years since he burst onto the scene that he had those capabilities. He's now doing every part of the game at a top tier level, international level, week in, week out.
2: I will make a statement here. If Scotty Robertson goes... I will support Quinns with him at the
0: oh, 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 there we go. I was going to ask you that, actually.
1: Well, Daniel Marshall asked us on Twitter, given the red cards all weekend, how on earth did the Sale 6 not get a red for a clear shoulder to the head in front of the ref and TMO when Les has been
2: punished for a red card this week? Oh, we've got a slow-mo warrior shifting through the, the archives of content from the game. There's so many that you could pick out. What about this one? What about that one? <laughs> but we're going to talk about this one. Well, it's fair enough. Like you, you do see the interactions and some of the stuff that I put on social media now and people come back, what about this? What about that? And that's, There's so much that you can pick out but who'd be a ref trying to pick out all this stuff? But there's another one. I don't think he should have, Andrew. You?
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely a yellow card and I think it comes down to the interpretation of where he makes contact with. So he's illegal all the way through and I think the referee just, and the TMO didn't think he made contact with the head, but it should have been a yellow card without a shadow of a doubt. Another one on a different game, Tom Young's at the end of the Leicester Wasps game. He does exactly the same thing. Doesn't catch his head, but flies in, tucked arm, you know, shoulder into the, the body hard, but illegally, it's a penalty in yellow card probably. Sean Whitelaw on Instagram
2: has messaged us, is more common sense needed when looking at these red card incidents? The one that I tweeted about, of course I did. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I got a load more followers at the weekend, um, was the Kieran Brooks one. And that's where I put out that I think that that's arguably where you could bring an orange card in because I don't think Kieran Brooks has meant... To, not, You look at Xander Fagason's one or you look at Jasper Visa's one, they've had a decent run-up. They've gone to blitz someone off the ball, okay? And through carelessness around that, They've made contact with the head and they're the ones for me which are, whether or not I believe this before, whether or not I want to see it as a red card, by the letter of the law, they're red cards. The ones that still get me are the adjusting defender. People are, oh, he needs to go low. You know, they obviously needs to go a lot lower and some players are much more comfortable tackling low. Some players naturally tackle high but in the scenario with Kieran Brooks as the adjusting defender, I think it's so difficult sometimes. He's not really hitting with a huge amount of force. Um, it's more the forces coming from Lavanini uh, as he's dipping. It looks like he's tried to pull his arm up, but it's been deflected down. But in the framework of the game, it's a red card, right? And I, I did say that, but that one for me is ones that I think should be looked at and be like, right, he's not going to take his head off or he hasn't taken his head off at distance, like Xander and like Jasper Wieser's one. But that one there, he's made contact with the head, needs to go off for 20 minutes, then we can bring someone else on.
0: Kieran Brooks's one, now, don't get me wrong, I'm, you know, wasps, once a wasp, always a wasp, and all that stuff, but he's gone in with his arm down by his side, so he's just thrown his shoulder, which is an illegal act. And that's, I think, the thing where I completely agree, the orange card could come in, but... The necessity for me is to try and depower uh, the defensive line because that's, it's all about getting off the line as fast as you can. That gives you, and I said it the other week, it gives you even less time to adjust as a defender, which means the risk of um, you know, the being ahead collision is even greater because you're trying to fly up, you're trying to physically dominate someone with speed and power. So trying to depower the defence a little bit, uh, but also the main concern is protecting the players and players have got to learn quickly. Mike Williams is one Friday night. He's so upright in the tackle. He's six foot eight, Jim, isn't he? However big he is. He's tackling front on, throwing his shoulder in with his arm down by his side as a second defender. You can't do it anymore. So they've got to change. And if that means that attack starts to win collisions more than defence, then you know players are going to be protected more, but also it's better for the game, I think, for, from a viewer's point of view.
1: Hell of a comeback from
2: London Irish against Bristol, Ed. Should have won it. You've got a six on two inside overlap. Who are you going to hit? No one. Hit the floor. <laughs> uh, fair play to London Irish. I, I mean... Sean O'Brien off the bench was ridiculous. Yeah, he was very good. Just got quality, and everyone keeps talking about their bench, but fair play to Kidney Bean, Declan Kidney Bean. He is he's putting something together there.
0: Taylor two halves, wasn't it? Bristol dominated that first half. Uh Pietau was unplayable at times, and now Langer as well was ridiculous. Um, you know, imagine a back line. You've got now Langer on one wing, you've got semi Randre at thirteen, you've got Pierre at the back. I mean, just play touch boys and shout your man, because those boys are ridiculous. But Irish loaded their bench brought their experience on as Bristol took a bit of their experience off and um yeah they, they parton you just felt sorry for him making that break then just just give it someone just don't get just don't feed the floor just feed someone under the sticks
2: pal Dolly parton um, mate you've got to win someone <laughs> so he scored the the try that leveled it uh, but you can only feel for him Special note though, it was it Mitch Healy who tried to run on with his mask over his eyes? He <laughs> did, My word, good lad, mate. The French wouldn't do that, that's for sure.
1: Well, we could discuss all the red cards ourselves, but we thought we'd get someone in just a little bit more knowledgeable than us to help us out. So the most experienced ref in the game, Wayne Barnes, joins us. How are you, mate?
3: I'm very well, thank you. Um Always a pleasure to join um, you three on the Rugby pod.
0: Barnsley, it's great to have you here. And I have got a, the very first question. It's five-year anniversary of our little patter where I made you famous on social media. Um The chat between yourself and me, Newcastle against Northampton Saints, when I actually couldn't chat or breathe. and we had a bit of banter on the field and I got Premiership Rugby to put the video out to millions of people. I've made you famous. You weren't on social media. My big question to you is, you've come on Twitter... I've made you famous. You don't even follow me on Twitter now. What's going on, Barnsey? How are you, son?
3: Uh, I'm really well. It's five years ago, Goody, It's amazing, isn't it? That um, in five years, all that happens to me is I've lost my hair, but somehow you seem to have grown more hair. Since. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've just grown. It's not just hair, mate. I've just grown. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? Um, I mean, you only need to put one tweet out and you're getting hundreds of thousands of followers already.
3: Well, I just think it's really important to... Um, you know, at the moment um, we're doing some little kind of explanations about the law uh, on throw the book. So each week we just try and simplify what is sometimes a bit of a complicated game. I I steal my children's uh, little teenage mutant ninja turtle toys and just try and demystify some of those, you know, complex laws. And, you know, I'm sure we'll discuss some of them as we go along um, this afternoon. But um, rugby, you know, isn't always black and white. And so if I can help you and Jim you know kind of un- understand the laws a little bit better and and, the, and some of the people at home so when they're watching rugby they understand the decisions that referees have to make we have to make a, a lot of them then you know hopefully i, I can do that b- by my little uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles
2: Baz I'm telling you now mate i could have been a, i could have been a two time British and Irish line tourist if I would have known what I know now about the laws through the Hulk <laughs> and through Superman showing me about <laughs> the rucking techniques and stuff but you are putting yourself out there and I think it's great obviously Nigel Owens I know there's a few of the other referees that are on social media but Nigel Owens has kind of been a beacon I suppose for the referees putting themselves out there on social media interacting with fans um, and it, you know giving people explanations and an, We've done a little bit of stuff away from the pitch, um, a, a few events. You're a very engaging person, so I think it's one. It's great that you put yourself out on social media. You've got a YouTube page, which all the cool kids do, the millennials. But h- how difficult is it putting yourself out there to you know to the masses when whilst you're still refereeing at the highest level?
3: Of course, as soon as you go on social media, people can can contact you and um, and give you their opinions. Um, but what what I want to do, the whole point of um, going onto um Twitter and going on to YouTube is to help people understand the game um better. You know, it's I'm not out there to tell people what I think about other referees' decisions. That's definitely not my job to come out here and say I thought referee X got it right or e- referee X got it wrong. That's for that's your job. That's yours and Goody's job as commentators on the game to get out there. When I do my work on channel five, my my, my job is to explain the game to people. And then that's all I'm doing with um, these YouTube little clips. It's just to help people understand um, the game of rugby a little bit better.
0: And let's get into it then, Barnsley. We've seen five red cards over the weekend. Uh, You got yours out uh, a couple of times down at Bath on on Friday night. It's obviously a massive talking point in the game at the minute. You know, we've seen other refs. Nigel Owens went on BT Sport yesterday and said the players and the coaches need to learn and learn fast. How tough is it for a referee dishing out these red cards at the minute when you're given the guidelines from World Rugby around what's right and wrong and, and how you have to referee it? And ultimately, a lot of this is coming from the players, isn't it?
3: Well, I think that's a really important point, Goody, in that you know, the world uh, rugby kind of guidelines have been driven on this occasion by players and by coaches. So, you know, constantly being reviewed the laws because rugby constantly involves the most recent one had people like Gregor Townsend, Dave Rennie. Um, It had players such as Conrad Smith and the International Players um, Union uh, led by David Quinn out there telling referees that we've got to be strong on foul play. And there is a zero tolerance to foul play when there's head contact. That's what we're being told as referees to go out there and deliver. And so, you know, if the players and the coaches are telling referees to do that, we've got to go out and deliver that. And so... On Friday, unfortunately, you know, no referee wants to send a player off. But believe me, not not even when I sent you off, Goody, I didn't really want to.
0: <laughs> well, I bought you a muffin and a coffee and it didn't work.
3: But we, we don't want to do that. But, you know, when a player hits another player in the head um, and there's no mitigation, then we've got a straightforward decision to do. We've got to send that player off. And unfortunately, there were five instances um, this weekend but players will change their behaviour. It was really interesting to, um, I think it was Ali Eakin commentating um, on Friday night, speaking about what well, we saw change in player behaviour about the contest in the air. You know, very rarely do you see players going underneath each other as, as, as much as they did. We saw a change in player behaviour about tip tackles. We don't see those big driving down tackles now that we've seen before. So we, we see changes of player behaviour. It was interesting that Nigel said that yesterday, you know, players need to, need to change their, their tackling technique because that's what we're t- being told that players want us to do and, and they want um, coaches to kind of hammer on that message as well. Change player behaviour um, and if you get it wrong, unfortunately, you're going to have to um, receive a
2: sanction. Yeah, because, I mean, we've spoken about it on here. Even at the beginning, Barnsley, I don't know whether it was you who refereed the game where we sent Will Spencer off for the the kind of high tackle on the adjust. I know Kieran Brooks looked a little bit different because he was the adjusting tackler. But then you look at Jasper Visa's probably similar in terms of what Xander Ferguson did as well. I find it absolutely crazy that the players, and this is coming from a a bloke who played the way that he did, who was a liability and played that way in (laughs) in terms of hitting breakdowns. But when you see it now, why this weekend? Why so many this weekend? Do you think think this will be the shift that probably the, the game needs? Because I was chatting to a guy literally getting a coffee earlier, and he's, oh, what about the games going soft? And you could see he was an old school rugby bloke, and we're talking about it, but... There's no, like you said, there's no gray area. That's why it's easy now on Twitter when we're sat at home and you're refereeing, the lads are playing. When it's a shoulder to the head with force and a lot of the time, there's not a lot of mitigation. It's a red card. And do you think after this weekend, the players and coaches might have got the message now?
3: I think what's interesting is you've definitely changed your tone, Jim. You know, if I would have spoken to you about this Twelve months ago, maybe even six months ago, you would have used those words, of you know things like the game's gone soft or come on, that's part of the game. But you now understand it more, and I think we we all read the the press and we all hear about the concerns in the game, and we've all got a role to play. And so my role is to take what the players and the coaches are telling us they want us to do. Your your role, I think, is to go out there and say, you know, when we are doing these, um, you know, doing these matches, and you're commentating or you're reviewing it on the Monday, is to say, look. The players are really, really clear, that real clarity in what they're being asked to do. And it's when you make a tackle or when you um, come into a breakdown, it's to use, use your arms, wrap, attempt to grasp and go a bit lower. Don't target someone's head. And if you get it wrong, because there's a slight adjustment, you're going to end up either going off for 10 minutes or you're going to be sent off. And eventually... Players will adjust and eventually coaches will say you cannot keep doing this because it's really hard. You know, though, Gloucester gave together a, a good crack on Friday night playing a lot of the game with 14 men. It's very hard to win games when you're one man down.
0: And one of the things I want to ask you about, Barnes, here, and I, I've spoken to you away from a podcast around this um, over the last couple of years. We've seen a lot of these upright tackles where it's chest on chest. Let's take Kieran Brooks' one, for example, at, at the weekend. He's gone in as a second tackler with his right-hand side going to hit... Um, the second row, Lavanini, what has he got to do with his arm to show that actually it's not just a foul play from the outset because it's not just a straight shoulder to head?
3: So the law book's really clear on this. When you make a tackle, you've got to be attempting to grasp and you can't do that with your either your arm in what you know would be described by some coaches as a chicken wing, you know, almost across the body or you can't do that attempt to grasp if you're arm is turned backwards, and your 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 knuckles are clenched you 're not attempting to grasp so what we want to see players doing is when they hit with that right shoulder, their right arm is coming around and grasping or attempting to grasp at the same time don't be putting your arm in a chicken wing don 't be hiding your your arm backwards and don't be twisting your your kind of your, your hand so you cannot grasp at all so attempt to grasp and then you know we understand that sometimes things go wrong, but if you If you go into a tackle and you are just leading with that shoulder, with your arm in a non-grasping position, you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble.
2: Uh, Barnes, another thing as well that's been highlighted, um, the Six Nations a couple of weeks ago with the nasty injury that we saw to Jack Willis, and, and we've seen a few, I probably need a little bit of education on this as well because there's a few conflicting answers and, and stuff that you read around the crocodile role out of a breakdown with what Seb Negri did on Jack Willis, and we see it all the time. I've seen loads, I've commentated on games, I've seen some nasty injuries, I've played in games where some of the players are injured. What, are, what is the law book saying and, and what are the directives around that part of the game and the breakdown?
3: I think it's important to understand that you know, world rugby are constantly looking at the laws and player welfare is always at the forefront of, of what they do. Um, and you'll recall, and I think we we discussed this probably on, on this podcast or definitely as individuals before, there was a breakdown working group which kind of reported back um, about a year ago. And people on that, Joe Schmidt, Ian Foster, Richie Gray, the coach, not the player, Victor Vito, Josh Beaumont and some refs um, got together And discuss everything about the breakdown, you know, talking about, you know, arriving with shoulders being tucked, talking about um, just hitting off their feet to stop the competition, really encouraging players to lift the ball. And one thing that was discussed by the the World Rugby Working Group was the crocodile role. And referees weren't asked on the back of that to start penalising it. So again, we take on board what World Rugby says and what the players and coaches are asking us. And of course, um, we know what the law says, you cannot collapse a ruck. Um, but the crocodile role, you know, that there is an argument that you are collapsing a ruck, you grab hold of someone, you pull them to the floor. So that could be collapsing a ruck. But we're not asked to referee that kind of law in that way. Now, people will say, well, come on, just, just referee the laws, you know, referee the laws of the game. Well, the laws of rugby aren't, black and white in every single situation, you know, there are greys and it does need an interpretation. And that's one of those areas where we'll say, that's not um, how the law is is designed for. That's not the, the area that it was, you know, the collapsing ruck was bought in for, you know, as, as, as an example, Jim, you, you, you'll you know that you just can't tackle um, a player in the air. We know that. But then when a player dies for the corner, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a moment, player dies for the corner flicks their hip, um, heels up to avoid going into touch, everyone's allowed to tackle them, even though they're in the air. Both of their feet are off the ground because that's how you interpret the laws. Rugby isn't, you know, just black and white. There's, you know, there's an element of subjectivity in it. So you take that crocodile roll. Yes, I know what the law says around collapsing rucks. You cannot do it. But the World Rugby Working Group has said, you know, crocodile rolls at the moment um, are legal.
0: And just on that, then you mentioned it then, let's let's not beat around Jim's bush. Let's talk about the Johnny May episode at, at Twickenham. Everyone's saying what a wonderful try. Uh, unbelievable apart from finish. Me. Apart from Jim, actually, yeah. I feel and, bad and about there, it now. And there were quite a few people, clearly, I know, again, I don't want to bring Nigel Owens up too much, but he went out on Twitter and said, you know, it's the difference between is he jumping the, the tackle to avoid being tackled or is he starting his dive? Um, how hard is that for a ref? in the In the moment then, and we talked about it on the podcast last week around Mike Adamson's decision-making On that, how hard is it for a referee in that split second to make that decision? Did Johnny May jump the tackle, or is he trying to dive in the act to score him?
3: Well, I think that's a question, isn't it? And that's what the referee has to do by having a quick look at the screen, um, discussing it with. Um, his or her teammates, and decided, well, was he diving to score or was he jumping to to avoid the tackle? Another another grey area, Goody, you know, the law book doesn't talk about you cannot jump to avoid the tackle. There's nothing in the law book that says you can't, but we all know that that's dangerous. If you're running down the pitch, down the halfway line, someone's coming across to, to tackle you, you can't hurdle over them you know, because you don't want to catch a knee, you don't want to catch an ankle. But the law book doesn't specifically say you cannot jump over a tackle, but that's how we interpret it. We say that's dangerous play. In the Johnny May incident, it splits opinion. Some people think he's diving to score. Other people think he's jumping over the tackle. I was and listening into a referee society meeting early last week. You would have loved it. It was
2: loads of banter. I bet there was loads going on. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: and there was a they had a vote at the end of it, and it was eighteen fifteen split on whether they thought the try should be dis- um, scored. And there's so you know there, there are those decisions in rugby which will split opinion. If you're you're an English um, fan, you're going to think it's a try. If you're, you're an Italian fan. Um, actually, if you're an Italian, Welsh, Scottish, uh, French, <laughs> Irish, you're gonna think it's, French, um, dry. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of those will split opinion.
0: Who won then? The 18? Who were the 18? Try or no try?
3: I think they awarded to try the 18, so positive. Oh, English!
2: They were the English, <laughs> and an
3: English referee society. It was Barnsley Well, you know
2: what? The the engagement got me three thousand extra followers, mate. So either way, it was it was, it was a positive. Um, How many are you up to now,
3: then, Jim? Oh,
2: I, I know, just a, around around seventy thousand one hundred and two. But I've not looked. Um, I've not, I've not looked look for a while. Apparently, it's a thing, as you know, Barnsley The YouTube's the one because you can monetize that, you can make money. So that's the, my next play, um, Barnsley Orange cards is. Is there any likelihood of us seeing anything like that? Are we watching down in Australia with a kind of keen eye to see how that unfolds? Would you be for that or not?
3: I think it's really interesting to see laws trial because we have to keep up, you know, the lawmakers and and then the decision makers has to keep up with the game. So, you know, trialing it to see if it works. And I think there was, I haven't watched this weekend's um, Super Rugby Australia game, but I'm told that there was a red red card or an orange card in it and the player came back on after 20 minutes. Um, so you know they're trialing that. The other thing that they're trialing um, over in New Zealand is the Tmo um, captain's referral. So a bit like cricket where captain can go over and say I want you to check X, y or Z or I want you to check this bit of foul player or, or I think it's our scrum and not their scrum um, in the last five minutes. So some really interesting trials down in Australia and New Zealand. I always like to sit back and watch see how they evolve and then make my opinion up because you can make a make a prat of yourself if uh, you come out and say, I think it'll be a wonderful idea and then it gets no support whatsoever.
0: So you sit on the fence, Barnsley, is that what you're saying?
3: Job as a referee.
0: <laughs> well let's talk about that because obviously that captain's call one that you're talking about that obviously involves the referee and the captain having a chat uh, and one of the things that's been highlighted recently is the amount of back chat going on in the game and, and, and conversing with referees in a way that perhaps uh, shouldn't be seen sometimes and maybe it's enhanced because there's no fans in the stadium so it, it there's even more of a microscope on it what's your feeling on that because you know I, I joked earlier about our conversations on the field when I'm trying to catch my breath a few years back are you feeling that as a referee that there is a bit of that creeping in, or is it just understanding some refs like to talk more than others to players and and converse that way?
3: The, the unique thing about rugby isn't it, is not its the interactions between players and refs, and that's why I, when I started off back in the Forest of Dean doing Bream Thirds versus Barry or Whoppers, um, it's what kind of got me hooked because you had thirty people running around a pitch giving you you know giving you a bit of insight into into the game and uh, giving you their opinions now. You know, there is a difference between you jogging up to me during that game up in Newcastle, having a little bit of banter with someone then screaming and shouting at me and disagreeing with a decision, you know, which the game as a whole can hear. Because, you know, I've got two children. I want them to play the sport, but I also want them to understand what the fundamental principles are in rugby. And one of them is respect, isn't it? And of course you can ask questions. And of course there's a way of saying that oh, I think you might that might be a harsh call. But um, you know, what I always say is if you're the captain or if you're one of the senior players who's got a role of it, that interaction, as long as you speak to me in the way that I speak to you, I think that's that's you know. F- Fair enough, you know, so don't come running and screaming and shouting me. But if you've got a question, of course, come and ask me. So do it at the right time and in the right way.
2: You're more than them things that you said, Buzzy. You're a YouTuber as well. You're like, let's get that right. You're a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and what he's
0: basically saying is he's teaching his kids to know that dad's the boss. So I might try that in my house as well.
2: Oh, no,
3: it's really interesting with the homeschooling at the moment that uh, when my West Country twang comes out now and again, particularly when I say words like dance or chants, um my my daughter is picking me up on it now and saying daddy no it's not dance it's dance i'm like
2: right dance and chance and mask how how do you say mask mask exactly yeah (laughs) talking of masks Now, I don't know whether you know what's happening this weekend, whether you'll be heading to Paris. I genuinely think if if that game goes ahead, you need to be the mask police. You need to be the mask police. (laughs) When the French physios run on and they've got the thing hanging out the top of their mask and the Scottish physios are on with full PPE, you could be the person, if the game goes ahead, that can be directing them to triple mask up. Um, Likelihood of the game going ahead, are you hearing anything or is it just the same as us? You're just watching things unfold?
3: Yeah, um, so I'm refereeing um, France-Scotland um on the weekend matthew carley's coming over tom foley's coming over so a good english
0: contingent lads 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 eh uh,
3: well it won't be much lads 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 um it's uh <laughs> it's you arrive at the hotel you stay in a hotel till you get driven to the um to the stade de france then you get taken back to the stade de france and um, and we'll have three covid tests this week um just to make sure we can get in and out safely we're, we're the same as you jim you know as far as I, I, i've been told at the moment the game is on um i've not been told anything different and, you know, I just, you know, someone who had COVID back in October, I think and he, you you know that, that I, I missed out towards the end of last season on a couple of games. You just hope that all, all those coaches, all those players are well and, um, you know, and, and get a speedy recovery because we want to see top class players um, out there playing in, you know, what is a fantastic Six Nations at the moment.
2: How were you with that, Barnsley? How were you with the COVID stuff, being a referee, you know, fitness, having to be just as fit, if not fitter? Aerobically, uh, as the players.
3: It was it was amazing. I I, I wouldn't have known I'd, I'd had it, Jim. I was re- very lucky. You know, you you read some um, some awful stories from around the country, um, but if it wasn't for my twice weekly COVID test, there's no way I would have known about it. Didn't have a sore throat, um, didn't get a temperature, um, and so I was extremely fortunate on that front. So all of a sudden, there was a knock on my door about seven days in, and a watt bike uh was delivered to (laughs) no! um and it it was interesting you know um within two weeks of that i was back actually the same game um no france versus ireland i went across um on the friday to referee france versus ireland so extremely fortunate that i got that quick turnaround and you just hope that you know that the players that you're reading about this week are are the same as and, and as fortunate
0: yeah, definitely. And hey, it got you out of homeschooling for a bit and bath time and all that stuff as well. So well played. Um, you mentioned the Six Nations, the other games that you, you have done. Uh, I want to just quickly talk to you about um, the Wales-Island game which you refereed and um, obviously sent Peter Omani off and rightfully so. As a referee, it was hard for you the angle that you saw uh, initially. Your sentiment was that it was totally unavoidable. It was a rugby incident. The beauty of having the TMO was the game stopped. You reviewed it and it was a clear red card. One of the things that I'm asking for, and I have asked over the last couple of weeks, is when a player like Thomas Francis gets hit like that and obviously makes it known to you that he's been hit, he then gets back up in the defensive line and then the play stops and he goes down again. Surely that player, whenever there's any sort of content like that, needs to go off for a HIA. Um, That's one of the things we're not seeing at the minute. And I'm a little bit sceptical around... All coaches are looking for that edge. Are they going to tell their players to start saying, I've been hit on the head and stay down? So they look at it as a tactic to potentially get players sent off, which we don't want to see either.
3: Um, as I said, I, I'm, a, I'm a ref, I'm a homeschooler. I'm even a YouTuber now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, you are.
3: Um, one, one, one thing I'm definitely not is, is a doctor, Goodie. Now, player welfare is at the forefront of everything that um, not just the RFU, but World Rugby are doing at the moment. So I'm sure that this is something that um, would be would have been discussed um, and um, doctors and and, you know, administrators are all over concerns around concussion at the moment. You know, they are taking this as uh, as a huge priority. Um, and, you know, if, if that's your concern, give the RFU a call, give World Rugby <laughs> a call. But um if we, we are certain that a player has been knocked out, we would raise that with the medic. As I said, I'm definitely not a doctor. I'm definitely not qualified to be telling someone if they're concussed or not, or if they need to go for the HIA. There are clear criteria for that, and that's left for the uh, the um, the doctors on the day.
2: And, Barnsley, before you go then, how long have you got left holding the whistle? I mean, you, you're absolutely flying, it seems, at the minute. Do you keep going until you can't keep up with play, or do you go out on your own terms? And if so, how long you reckon?
0: I've heard his missus. Polly keeps sending him out every day saying you've got five more <laughs> years, mate.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, look, I, I'm, I'm massively enjoying it at the moment. What's
3: really nice is um, the, the, the young group of officials who are coming through from the premiership. You know, we've got the likes of Christoph Ridley coming through, Craig Maxwell Keyes. You know, Matt Carley, Luke Pierce are only 33, 34 and they've done over 100 games. So we've got this real young group of officials in the premiership and then there's me. Um, um but also internationally as well. you know, there's a there's a lot of young referees coming through as well. I've mentioned two of them in, in Matthew and Luke, but then down in the southern hemisphere, the likes of Ben O'Keefe, uh, Nick Berry you know, there, there's a real nice group of people and, and I like working with them. I like kind of being challenged by them. Um, we get on well. Um, but you know, I won't be running around forever. and um, I'll know when the right time is. I, I've got a six nations hopefully this weekend. And um, I'm still working till the end of the season for sure.
0: <laughs> and you picked up another game with uh, uh, the the italy Wales game because the South African referees can't travel. So there's another 10 grand in the bank. Happy days. You talk about <laughs> the referees. <laughs> Just let it go, Barnsley. Just nod. Yeah, um totally. <laughs> <laughs> You talk about the other referees. As the banter improved, because we've, we've chatted around it before, haven't we? I know Luke Pierce is now. He's really stepping up his game. He's doing exceptionally well. On the banter's
3: front do you mean
0: well no just refereeing but also he's known as tom daly isn't he any other good nicknames that you can let us have
3: oh look um you know us us refs are crazy bunch as you can imagine you know the 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 changing room kind of antics or if only you could see it it's probably you know you thought living with the lions would be a good kind of dvd we all remember that 1997 kind of oh tell you what living with the refs or, or watch the whistle there we are oh <laughs> my yeah, I, I'm sold watch YouTube. the go.
0: whistle here he is YouTube
2: get it on there Barnsley
3: Amazon sign us up I say <laughs> ah, lads, 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 lads.
2: well, well Barnsley keep doing what you're doing mate I'm telling you now the YouTube channel keeps growing and you keep engaging mate You, I'm telling you now you've be making 100 quid a month by the time you retire <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Top man, Barnsley. Cheers, Barnsley. Thanks very much for
1: coming on the show. Best of luck this weekend uh, in Paris and best of luck with the YouTubing as well, mate.
0: Cheers. Thanks, Andy. Top bloke. Top bloke. Always is. Great value. Um, he sat on the fence. Of course, he's going to um, a couple of times. But yeah, mate, brilliant bloke. Very honest. Love what he's doing as well. He wants the social media game, doesn't he, Jim?
2: Everyone wants it. It's not easy to do. You, you hit a ceiling. Now, Barnsley... Like David Attenborough, went up quite quickly. Not to David Attenborough's numbers. <laughs> went up quickly enough. In there were the millennials. But the game needs it. Joking aside, the game needs that interaction with engaging referees at the top top of the game. Nigel Owens is great having done that. Barnsley is obviously still in the game. He'll have a different perspective on it. And especially now, right, the game is at a crossroads, it feels, With a lot of things, and uh, you know, I think the whole lockdown thing and the whole social media thing, we've all bloody got an opinion, haven't we? If we're at the games and the fans are at the games, is the engagement and the questioning and the divisiveness going to be the same? Probably not, because we're all going to be absolutely steaming responsibly (laughs) and loving life, but we've got nothing to do, so we're all at home debating stuff and in the middle of all that, the referee. So, class to have him on, really like Barnsley and. you know, as long as he goes on for, I don't know, was there a hint there that this might be his last season? I hope No, that, mate, mate. No well,
0: I, I know he gets dominated at home by Polly, his, his better half. Um, and so she's just going to keep sending him out the door to work. But he's also got his... Uh, his legal career to
2: well i thought boy, he was a coffee maker when he's a barista isn't he <laughs>
0: barista yeah uh, I, some people call it a barista but he's a barrister um and he's I thought very, that was the same thing uh,
2: yeah
0: <laughs> he's very <laughs> very successful at that as well so uh, we want him in the game for as long as possible um because uh, he, you know as he said there's a young crop of refs coming through and he's at the top he's the beacon of light of everything they're aspiring to be so the longer he stays around the longer he educates them and helps them along the way the better the game will be
1: right let's get into the six nations now and after we posted a clip last week on social media of sean edwards celebrating in the dressing room he's become a bit of a cult hero in france and he's becoming fluent in french as well check out this tribute to the wigan man that was sent in by a french fan jamais aller en France donc il ne peut pas parler dedans
2: mais il a les garçons bleu au sommet du monde D'aller le bleu je pense
0: nous avons une euh, amélioration euh, dans le Cup euh, nous avons une euh, moyenne à trois points continue dans la compétition euh, je pense nous pouvons continuer euh, c'est bon pour le futur. Uh, Discipliné, très important, uh, parce que l'arbitre, uh,
2: il veut le, le rock. Uh, il n'est il veut
4: jamais
1: allé en France,
3: il ne uh, peut pas uh, parler
2: de
4: l'homme. il
2: le was good while it lasted, eh? <laughs> I don't want to be horrible. I don't want to be a party pooper. I don't want to be a party pooper. But my goodness me. Teabag bag and all that. Someone screamed tea bag too loud now that everyone's ill. But hopefully they're not and they'll be all right. Fair play, though. He's he's had a proper dig at the language as well, hasn't he? I, I, t- I was laughing my head off at the clips, but in, a, in an endearing way. Yeah. Like listening to him. You can't I not like, like him, can you? You cannot not like the
1: bloke. He is a guy that you would follow. Well, he's been in charge with Fabian Galtier having tested positive for COVID nineteen, and a lot of players have tested positive as well. What's the latest, lads? What do we know about the lead into the Scotland game?
0: All, all I know is Jim predicted it last week by saying, "Away the masks, the masks, the masks." When they're celebrating, um, but yeah, no. Like anything we heard about Barnsley earlier, he said, "You know, you, you hope everyone's okay and fine, and that that's the first thought." But obviously. How it's got in there? People are saying about the sevens boys going and training with them. People are saying it's the, the physio. People are saying it's because of the celebrations and the changing room. Who knows? I mean, I this- don't,
2: I, that's the thing. I don't want to be a party pooper, right? And you hear about Fiji, and again, you can quote me on this. You can quote me not. It's just going on hearsay. The way that the Fijians live their life, the culture. They don't, you know, they don't social distance. You know, they're sharing carver and doing these things, and that's their prerogative, right? But we saw the Autumn Nations Cup. They only played one game at the end. You have to question, and I am being a party pooper, you socially distance during the anthems, right? You win a game and it was a great victory. And I, more than anyone, want to see people celebrate. But it's difficult to celebrate now because you know the reasons why. You've got lads that weren't even in the 23 jumping around in a huddle, spraying beer. You know, you've got Sean Edwards with his trousers down. You can almost see see his testicles hanging out. (laughs) Trousers that far down. Absolutely loving life. I love to see it. But the French physio is coming on. He's got his nose hanging out of his mask. The Irish frisios are going on. They've got three layers of mask wearing PPE. For me, is it a surprise seeing them things, you know, knowing how contagious everything is? I am sounding horrible, but I, I'm giving you my opinion on watching them scenes, having them beat Ireland. I'm watching them things. I'm like, if there's COVID anywhere near that team, it's going through the team. Ireland, you'd expect, if these players had it going into
0: the game, you'd expect some positive cases to come potentially out of the Irish camp that haven't come. So you then have to question what the French have been doing. So the only thing that could stop them winning the Grand Slam is themselves, maybe. Who knows?
1: Do you know when they're making a final call on it?
0: Well, alas, the roadmap, alas, uh, has been announced that on Wednesday there's going to be a decision, I think. So um, maybe Scotland have got a chance, hey, Jim?
2: Alas, alas. What does alas mean?
0: It's a holding word, Jim.
2: Just go, um, uh, 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 um, um. Alas sounds better, though, doesn't it? Alas. You know, or just do what we do. Just just say, mate, 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 mate. Scotland got a chance, Jim. Yeah, I think we have got a chance. Beat them last year. I know they had 14 men. How's that? How us? Uh, got sent off. Um, but will the game go ahead? I don't even know. All right, let's just say it is going to go ahead. Scotland by eight there we go there we go It'd be interesting actually what happens the
0: announcements on Wednesday obviously our podcast will come out Tuesday morning but you'd expect them to postpone it as they have done previously in the Six Nations and there is still a fallow weekend to come isn't there? Wales England George Martin was called up to England's Six Nations squad It's
1: Jack Willis the replacement uh, so still no Sam Simmons goody I mean
0: Eddie Jones that's all I'm saying listen I don't want to Take anything away from George Martin at all. We've spoken about him on the podcast, haven't we, Jim How He played really well uh, a few times. Sam Simmons has scored more tries for extra Chiefs this season than George Martin has played first 15 games for Leicester Tigers. Bottom line. George Martin's a second row. And he can play six. He does play six, but, but it's not like, again, it's not like for like. That. Yeah. It's not like for like. You've got a perfect opportunity to pick the, one of the form players, if not the form player this season in the Premiership and Sam Simmons. And, um, Eddie Jones says, nah, mate.
2: That shows now that there's no way in for him. It, I, yeah. I'm, I feel sick for the bloke. Not that sick, just a bit sick. Bit of a sniffle for him. But, but
0: Eddie Jones talks about arousal levels and all this stuff. Watch Sam Simmons play rugby and how he breaks the, the gain line pretty much every time he touches the ball. You know, the explosion that he's got around off the base at eight, his fast feet, power through the contact, his yards after contact as well. All the things you're talking about that England have lacked he's got him in spades and he's performing that way week in, week out. You talk about arousal levels, um, he gets me aroused and he gets all England fans aroused, I think, but Eddie says, nah, mate. But Eddie Jones said he's not a dictator. So, you know, he's come out himself and said it's not a dictatorship he's running. Listen, Eddie, Eddie will bite his nose off to spite his face. You know, uh, the first thing he knows people will ask if he brought Sam Simms into the squad, should you have done this sooner, Eddie? You know, what's he changed from you know, now to the autumn to see why he doesn't get picked, but he doesn't want it to be about Sam Simmons. He wants it to be about himself. So, um, he's probably picked George Martin. And I hate using George as, you know, the reason, but he's probably picked George Martin so that we all know he's not going to change the team bar injuries. So we all know Billy Vinopold is starting at eight. We all know Tom Curry's playing in the background, Tom Curry, rightly so, but Billy, does he deserve to be picked on form? Does Mark Wilson come back in at six? um, You know, uh, it's something where, you know, Courtney Laws, does he play six? But what he's done is he's just made it about himself not picking someone as opposed to just giving that guy an opportunity in the environment. I can't imagine any of the players are saying, don't pick Sam Simmons because anyone around the game that speaks to or of Sam Simmons, he's a lovely guy, so he ain't got a bad bone in his body. It's not, there's no issue there. It's become personal for... Eddie Jones, that he's so stubborn and digging his heels in that he's set in his ways that he doesn't want to pick someone who's on ridiculous form and, and, you know, George Martin's been drafted into the squad. George Martin ain't going to play, is he? Let's be honest. But it's great for George to get that experience, but Sam Simmons should have it.
1: And Jim, still no Ben Spencer. Alex Mitchell's been called in to replace Harry Randall.
2: Again, another one. Um, Rate Ben Spencer. Arguably, you can say Bath aren't playing that well, but... It's weird because the way that Ben Youngs plays, I personally think that Ben Spencer plays that way arguably better at times in in terms of his box-kicking physicality, his size, the way that he engages with the pack. I'm almost at the point now where there's no point me even talking about, you know, I don't even pass opinion on it now because not that it's farcical, but in my opinion, he's not picking the best players.
0: And that is that is his prerogative, right? He's head coach, so...
2: Yeah, he is. Maybe he's seeing stuff that we're not seeing. I don't know. Or maybe there is certain personalities that he wants. But it's, you know, and I read something on, or heard Mike Brown this week say something about when he gave his opinion on the way that he was playing personally himself and challenged Eddie, that it went down like a shit sandwich, quote-unquote.
0: Quote. Exactly. And another one, Danny Kerr, yeah, you know, he hasn't played since England played Japan at Twickenham. And he had a, a debrief with Eddie Jones after that. And said, "Eddie, I want to play in the full team," and he hasn't played since. You know, and it's all right because Elliot Daly says Owen Farrell is amazing. I'd say the same about my captain if Jim was my captain, and I want to get picked as well, and I won't play that well. So, but listen, I'm desperate for England to beat Wales this weekend. Um, you know, all I'm saying is Ben Spencer was involved in that World Cup final, and the the bus was late. Was it because he was in his room and he held the bus up?
2: That's all I can think. I <laughs> that don't know. Must be the, that must sure. be the How do you go from being at a World Cup final, singing the anthem, loving life with fans, to next thing, you're at Bath, you've got Hoops screaming when, when they beat Gloucester at the weekend, pulls his snood down that's paper thin as a bloody dirty nappy, and then he pulls it back up and that's it. And then no, Ben Spencer's nowhere to be seen. Who are you guys picking for the Wales Beck 3 now? Josh Adams' back.
0: Oh, mate, it ain't just about the back three. That Wales back line, George North's back. Where do you play him? Do you play him at 13? Davis is back, Jonathan Davis in the centres. Do you start with Gareth Davis and Dan Bigger at half-backs? Yeah, you got Lewis rees Josh Adams is back in, Liam Williams at full-back, Lee Halfpenny potentially as well. So many of them. What a back line that is. I'd go Gareth Davis and Bigger at 9 and 10, Jonathan Davis and George North in the centres, Josh Adams on the wing, and Liam Williams at full-back. World either back line.
2: I'm just saying Wales for Wooden Spoon without that. Bad <laughs> the fair play to Wales, fair play. You know, fair play to George North. I, for one, was questioning whether he's still had it, and I think he's been brilliant when he's played. Um, in 13. 100 caps this weekend, 100 exactly. caps this weekend, 100 so, uh, caps for George North. However, that comes whether or not it's a starting place or on the bench or you know, hopefully we'll see him fit. But 100 caps to so have played the game, how he's played the game, the profile that he's brought to it. Tip of the slipper to you, big fella. Well, let's have a
1: look at the Guinness Pint Predictor on Match Pine and get your predictions. If you want to get involved, it's the same format as usual. Just download the Match Pine app from all good app stores, predict the scores, beat your mates and win great rugby prizes, including signed shirts, ultimate home viewing bundles and loads of great Guinness gear. And make sure you join the UK's biggest private league with the code RugbyPod. Whoever wins the Rugby Pod League outright is going to win last year's Calcutta Cup match ball signed by the captains Owen Farrell and Stuart Hogg.
2: So it's well worth joining up. Let's start with Italy v. Ireland. I mean, there's whispers. There's whispers out there in the public domain that people are thinking Italy. I don't know what, off the back of what. you <laughs> uh, seen John Cooney? Not in there. Mate, what's Craig going on Casey, there? Craig Casey played well for Munster the other night. I don't know. I don't I don't know, maybe another one. Let's not talk about him. He might get in.
0: Ireland are playing France. Jameson Gibson Park plays the whole game. So Farrell didn't have the confidence to bring Casey off the bench in that game to try and win a game or change a game. Cooney, needs he needs to be in the squad, but he's not. So oh, Ireland by
2: 20. Ireland by nine. Really? That close? I I think Italy are all right. I'm, I'm mate, Sexto's pinning, back, mate. Pinning. Sexto's back. All right, Italy by three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Johnny. I'm joking, mate. Yeah, I'll stick with Ireland by nine. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for them. Wales, England, so hard to call, It is, isn't it? Because because I feel like I'm going against Wales the whole time. I'm just gonna I'm going to go Wales by six.
0: Really, Jim?
2: I don't I don't think so. But I'm going to say it because I've been horrible to Wales recently. But I'll go Wales by six.
0: Yeah, tough one to call because obviously Wales are two from two with confidence, you know. They've had two red cards go in their favour. They've got a world of a bat on as we just spoke about. Oh, England, no form but got the power players. I, at some point, England have got to get, come good, haven't they? You don't lose everything just because we lost to Scotland. You know, Owen Farrell's got to rock up with his balls hanging out everywhere and give a big performance. Billy rock it up his ass as well. England by 10.
2: France Scotland. Who knows? I mean, who knows? I'm going to say Scotland because I I don't know how France is going to be feeling. I'm not I don't want to be horrible, but I, I mean, imagine the training week they've had this week. Um Scotland by 8. They've got the ability
0: to not train a week and just rock up and put 30 on a team. I'm not saying they're going to put 30 on Scotland, but I'm with you big fella. I might speak a bit of Scottish this week, eh pal. rock of the new. Scotland by four crazy it's crazy to say that away in Paris but it sounds great it sounds right it sounds good no DuPont no Olivon Scotland by four
1: right the riddle's back with us and a little bit of joy this week isn't there Jim someone special's joining us
2: there is Carol you've been away for a long time filming I don't know what you've been filming but it must be an eight (laughs) part three series documentary and I'm sure it's class Uh, where have you been?
4: (laughs) I'm good I've missed you, boys
0: We've missed you too, Carol, although I'm not happy with all the red, Carol. I'm not happy with all the red there. There's too
2: much Wales going on.
4: Look at these. You see, I'm getting stuff ready for the game.
2: What is that? Cans of gold?
4: Yeah, it's from, where is it from? Wreck Brewing.
2: They've oh, sent a lovely. load of us,
4: like these special, special cans. And I've got my outfit ready. I've got a signed Grand Slam shirt.
0: you got like, you got plenty of space to put it up in your closet. We've seen you all over Instagram. It's great to see, Carol. You, you, you're flourishing on Instagram. You look great you just got to change. You live in England, so just support England, Carol. Come on.
4: No, but I only live in England because I've got two houses in Wales that I was that I was going to move to Wales. And then lockdown happened. In Wales, there's a local lockdown. And then here, there was different local lockdown. So I just thought i given up until the summer. Really.
2: The Da Vinci Code carries on, Carol. Before we get into the riddle, just a, a couple of lines on how pleased you are with your Welsh boys first two wins hey they're under a bit of pressure weren't they who would have thought
4: who would have thought that god for the youngsters and Reece Sammy, i mean he is a superstar
2: isn't he he is he's tw- 20 years old he was meant to come on last week they weren't they didn't let him come on so the fact that we've got you is is just as good it's <laughs> better jim
4: do you think he'll be called up for the lions
2: possibly quite possibly if he comes on here maybe not maybe not so (laughs) Warren and Eddie aren't aren't fans of us anymore it seems but um let's just say he's not and then he'll get on but now look you you never know with your influence it it could it could come back so well
4: I I I obviously hope you know, well, I think we'll win on Saturday. I think we're
0: going for the triple crown. Hope. I think I think the word's hope.
4: Big game is against France for us. That would
0: be the big one. Are you dreaming the big game is France? Don't look too far ahead of yourself, Carol. England are coming back this week with Billy Vanapola, Owen Farrell, all the guys that have been out of form. They're going to find our form against Wales.
4: Really?
0: Uh, uh, well.
1: Carol, do you want to give us a riddle for, for Jim to try
2: and solve, for Jim will solve it?
4: Jim, looking forward to this.
2: Yes, I am, actually. I feel confident. I feel as if I'm more comfortable seeing you, and it's Jim will solve it, lads. Riddle me this, lads. Riddle me that, Carol. Where have you been? I bet the movie's going to be amazing. Bill Black. Hit me.
4: This time, in honour of the Wales thing, obviously we have a lot of farmers in Wales, so it's like a farming thing.
2: Oh,
0: exciting.
4: And some easy numbers, all low numbers,
0: okay? So animals, farms, and numbers. Jim's favourite three things. <laughs> Arguably. Well,
2: I like dogs.
4: <laughs> but numbers you can count on your hands, Jim. Okay. You are allowed to use your hands on this one. So the farmer uh, only keeps sheep, goats, and horses. Okay, Those are the animal, only animals he keeps. So it's not a trick question at all. It's a sheep, question.
2: Sheep, goats, horses. Sheep, goat, horse.
4: So, at this particular moment in time, all of his animals are sheep, bar three. That was a little joke there.
2: Oh, you've thrown me, Carol. You've thrown me. You're throwing me, though.
4: Oh, no, all, all of his animals are sheep, except the three of them, bar okay. three. So, okay. they're
2: all sheep. I'm circling sheep. I've circled all of them as well, because that's all he's got. Yeah.
4: Okay. And all, and so here's another fact. All of his animals are goats, bar four, except for four of them.
2: Oh God! Right.
4: And the final bit of information is all of his animals right now are horses, except for five of them.
2: Oh God! This ain't easy. Well, you can do it
4: all on your fingers, Jim. You can. Yeah. How many animals does he have, or how many does he have of each animal?
2: Well, he's definitely got three, hasn't he? Because he's got what he's definitely got one of each.
4: Well, he's definitely got more than five, hasn't
2: he? Because all our horses except for five. Oh, see, I feel I feel thrown off again. There's so much going on. So the, all the sheep bar three, all the goats bar four. Oh God! So give me some hints, how I work it out. So all the sheep, yeah. bar three of them. You know, Jim, that
0: three of them aren't sheep. So it's yeah. sheep plus three.
2: So there's one sheep. Is it one sheep? Is it? In the moment, they are all sheep, bar from three.
4: Start with the horses, would we'll be able. right. Start okay, with
2: but how, how many how many animals are there to start with? Well, then that's what I need to finish with.
4: If all of the animals are horses except five, you know that it's that the total is five plus the horses, correct?
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. So all yes. horses bar five. But how many horses are there then? I'll be able to work it out.
4: <laughs> exactly. We we'll start with these. So do trial and error.
2: Okay, so. I'm going to start with five because you've got your hands up as five. Yeah. Right? So five horses.
4: No, five plus the horses.
2: There's five so plus many? the horses.
4: Yeah. So if the horses are, how many horses? Let's start with one horse.
2: Yeah, let's go one horse. So there's, yeah, six.
4: They're all goats.
2: Yeah. There oh,
4: are four. For four of them. Oh, so, so so if there's six in total.
2: There's two horses then. No,
4: there's one horse. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna to struggle to get this one i'll be honest out of all the ones that i've got i'm struggling to get this one
0: it's the panic of having carol back in the gym
2: i'm sweating so i don't i don't know how you work it out so in fact at the moment so let me just try and do it my way all the sheep bar three all the goats bar four all the horses bar five i mean bar five i'm just gonna add them all together Five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, 11, twelve. yeah There's twelve animals here, right? Well, there
4: are twelve. There are well, twelve is double the the amount that they are because you kind of counted them twice there. So twelve divided by two is.
2: Well, I've got that. There's six animals, is there?
4: In total.
2: In total, yeah. So So how many
4: horses are there?
2: Bar five. So there's one horse. Yeah. Yes. All right. So one horse. Yeah. So there's one horse. So there's six animals overall. There's one horse. I bet it's a lovely lovely, little thing. I bet it's big. I bet it's big. Might be a big one. Ah, there's four sheep. There's four or something, because it's bar four.
4: So if there are six in total, so how many goats are there?
0: One.
2: No.
0: All goats bar four. So if you've got one horse...
2: Yeah, you've got one goat.
0: (laughs) No all goats bar four so you got one or in those bar four so there's four and you've got one horse we've worked out there's one horse
2: that leaves okay, you do, You hold the fingers that leaves three so you've got three goats
0: no not the goats they're all goats <laughs> bar sheep. four there we so go you got three sheep you got three <laughs> yeah. sheep
2: okay so three sheep lovely one horse Okay. How and many what's goats? Left over? The goats. Three, four, so remember two, it's six in total. Two Yay! three Yay! two Yay! two. Yay! two. <laughs> 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 yes, I'll be honest, that is the hardest one. That's the hardest one I've ever done. That Carol out of all your countdown days and yeah. your Arrhythmia mathematicians, that <laughs> is that a hard one, yes or no? That
4: is it. That is the hardest thing that anybody has ever had to resolve
2: oh, it's a good job I'm an athlete eh <laughs> <laughs> was was an athlete I that on
4: Instagesm as my predictive text
2: calls it on my phone Instagesm eh have you noticed anything different about Andrew Carroll? no oh four kilos Carol four kilos he's lost four kilos off his knees <laughs>
0: <laughs> she can't see my knees though that's the problem <laughs> There you go. Um, That's, oh, my leg. Oh. That's my leg in a plaster cast. Yeah, had an operation oh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Carol, you've seen it on my Insta Jism or whatever you call oh, it. On your
4: I have. Well, I'm getting into my fitness now, boys. I'm going to be ready
0: for it. When the live shows start, you better be fit and ready
2: to drink. That's all I'm saying. I
4: am. Can't wait.
2: I reckon it's right up your street. Walkabouts, the lot. Laz, laz, lads, lads, lads <laughs> in Soho in London. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Or down Mary Street
2: in Cardiff. I fell out of a taxi there, actually, once, outside the chip shop. (laughs) (laughs) Carol, we don't know when we're going to get you back. Now, this has been bugging me. You might be able to answer it, you might not. This has been bugging me for, I'd say, a couple of years. Where's Gavin Henson? Where's he gone? (laughs) I don't know. He might
4: be working for, like, a sunbathing salon or something like that, like a tanning salon. Well,
0: news is... He's what? obviously he's he started his own pub. He's, he's got his own pub somewhere in Wales. Wales is a big place. Yeah. His tan is still strong. So he's gone from the sunbeds to the fake tan, to still the on the fake tan, to the injections. And now he's starting playing rugby league now. He's coming back. He's making a comeback. He's coming play for, home. He wants it to play is. for Wales in the Rugby League World Cup.
2: We'll hunt him down, Carol. Once things get back to normal, yourself and Gavin, not together, but separately, and we'll, we'll all meet up in Cardiff somewhere. Socially yes. distanced. Social, yeah, we won't be social distance back then. Apparently, the road map's, the road map's been laid. Please, God.
4: <laughs> this too will pass.
1: All right, Carol, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck this weekend.
0: Maybe not good luck this weekend, Carol, because England are coming We're coming for you, Carol.
4: Cheers, boys.
0: Cheers, Carol. Live show in Cardiff in June. Carol lead, leading the charge.
4: <laughs> I will. Come and stay at mine.
0: There we go.
2: Cheers, Carol.
4: Lots of love, boys
0: lovely lady lovely woman lovely woman great to have her back apart from the fact that she's just head to toe in Welsh gear because she's Welsh even though she lives in England how nice it, uh, to have her back on and your panic Jim. the sweats came you couldn't do the riddle properly you were just mesmerised by Carol weren't you
2: sheeps goats, horses one four five sixes and sevens I was struggling I'll be honest <laughs> I was struggling with all them numbers they were just <laughs> flying over me <my> head <laughs> Yeah, lovely to have Carol back though.
1: Right, let's finish things off with the good, the bad and the ugly, which is brought to you by the helpful guys at Suns who are helping all you men out there with one of the key issues that they don't often talk about, how to keep your hair. They're a men's health brand that offers a range of licensed and medically proven products for preventing and treating hair loss as well as free online consultations with GPs, and they deliver via a monthly or three-monthly subscription direct to your door. It's reasonably priced with no contract or hidden charges. And most importantly, they get results in 9 out of 10 men. So just visit suns.co.uk and use the code RugbyPod20 to get 20 quid off your first order. That's S-O-N-S.co.uk and the code is RugbyPod20.
0: Yeah, loads of good and we're going to start off in the Guinness Pro 14, James.
2: Uh, no, going? it's not the
0: it's not the game that you were commentating on. It's the other game in Scotland, uh, Ulster beating Glasgow Warriors, not so warrior like uh, away from home, and that man we just spoke about, John Cooney, absolutely dominating, on fire, showing Andy Farrell what he's missing in the Ireland squad. Just pick him, Andy. I blame Jim Hamilton for his non-selection, but just just pick Cooney, please, please. Everyone wants it. Uh, great performance by Ulster and especially Cooney. Uh, what else was good? Get one of my old clubs in, shall we? Can't be the wasps. Cannot be wasps after the weekend, so we're not going to mention that. But Breiv, male breath. We beat Bordeaux at home. Bordeaux flying in the top fourteen, uh, so a good victory for uh, Breiv this weekend. Uh, what else was good? Uh, we're going to go to Rhys Priestland on the theme of Welsh players and England Wales or Wales England. Rhys Priestland showed his monster spuds at the weekend to kick a long-range penalty winner uh, in very tough conditions. Watching that game, the wind was howling all over the place. The rain was coming down. Uh, Rhys Priestland slots it over to help Bath on their way to victory with a kick towards the death. But more importantly, he is... One behind Sir Johnny... It's not Sir Johnny Wilkinson, is it, Jim? Is it Sir that Johnny will,
2: Wilkinson? I, I imagine it will be. That's, of course it is.
0: So, Rhys Priestland has kicked 27 kicks on the spin in the Premiership. He's one behind Sir Johnny Wilkinson's record. So, if he knows about it and hears about it, which he will because he listens to the podcast... He's turning every kick down over the next few weeks until they're straight in front of the sticks from about 10 yards out so he can break the record. But let me tell you, 27 kicks on the spin is a hell of an effort and one of them, a tough one to win the game for Bath at the weekend. So tip the slipper to him. What else is good? We'll go to another old club of mine, actually. And it's the club that I spent the majority of my career at. Leicester Tigers. Their boys are back, Jim. They looked back to their gnarly old ways and days and you just go back, you reminisce, Jim, that forward pack, the likes of Garforth, Roundtree, Martin Johnson, Jim Hamilton. The names just slip off the tongue, right? And they were a forward-dominated team back in the day and that's what it looked like at the weekend, didn't it? That pack absolutely monstered the team they were playing against, Wasps. Um, fair play to Steve Borthwick. He's got them ticking over quite nicely up front. So a hell of an effort from the Leicester boys. Tip of the slipper to them. You and Jono, you showed them the way, right?
2: Yeah, D and E, mate.
0: <laughs> D and E. Uh, what else was good? Quins, uh, we'll give him a mention. Four on the spin. Joe Marchant, especially. Um, two tries in his 100th game for the club. So, uh, well done to them. Marcus Smith on outstanding form. Um, London Irish, we mentioned it earlier. The biggest ever comeback to draw a game in the Premiership. Um, ending 34-all. A hell of a game. Uh, Bristol had some magic in their boots as well with Piotr and Nalango absolutely dominating. Looked unplayable at times. So that was a hell of a game. But the goo this week can just go to one man. One guy that I took his head off one day. One day on my Super 14 rugby debut, I decided I'm going to take his head off because he's too good looking. He's too good at rugby. He was a legend in the game. He's just retired. So a tip of the slipper. The goo this week goes to Dan Carter, who has retired... He made us all look pretty bang average as fly halves. He graced the field with sexiness, absolute brilliance. He had a wonderful career. A couple of World Cups that he was part of as well. So uh, this week, the good goes to Dan Carter and his career.
2: No word of a lie. When we played against New Zealand in 2008, I've chased after a Mr. Gilmore's jacket with a handlebar moustache. And I reckon I'm five, six metres behind him. And I nearly caught him. He went under the sticks and we went into half time and it was 27-0. And that was probably my legacy of playing against New Zealand All Blacks. And uh, the fact that I nearly touched Dan Carter. I j- I re- similar to the conversion charge downs. Yeah. I didn't give up. I didn't give up. <laughs> you don't know what he might have slipped. But what an absolute... I mean, he has got to be the best looking bloke to have played the game. He exactly. Not? You've got exactly. Johnny, DC, myself. There's a few lookers out there. A few eight or nines out of tens. And He's then you've ten. got... And then you've got Jono. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Leo um, Cullen. But yeah, what, what a bloke, DC. My goodness me. Changed changed the game uh, for the better. So interesting to see what he does next. But he deserves everything that comes his way. And I'm sure there's been a lot coming his way. The bad. Uh, a few bits of bad. Uh, we'll start off uh,
0: with, in the Guinness Pro 14, actually, Jim, and the Ospreys. They beat Zebra, Zebra, Zebpoo, whatever you want to call them, 10-0. And it left Toby Booth questioning what is wrong with rugby, an absolutely abysmal game. Thank God there were no fans there. I, there was never going to be fans there watching Ospreys versus Zebra in the Pro 14 anyway, was there? But my goodness, 10-0 to Ospreys. It was a dull game. Uh, what else was bad? Well, if you thought it was bad when Saracens had their pants pulled down by Wasps and took 60, uh, imagine being Bay on this weekend. They lost 73 points to three to Claremont. Who takes 70, Jim? I didn't see it. My goodness, Claremont were taking the proverbial piss by the end, scoring tries from absolutely everywhere. But Bayon losing 73 points to three away at Claremont. Absolutely awful. Um, What else is bad? Eddie Jones. We'll just stick him in there. He says he's not a dictator. Um, That's a lie. Uh, He also didn't pick Sam Simmons in the squad. So I'm going to mention Eddie Jones. That's bad, Eddie. You've got to pick the best player in England right now. And that is probably... Sam Sims at number eight. So you decided not to pick him. Um, That's not a great look for me. But the bad this week, we'll make it quick. We'll make it brief. We've spoken about it before. It can only be the COVID outbreak from the French national team, Jim. Let's hope they're all okay in the game that can go ahead. But just stop spraying beer and hugging, jumping on each other, sharing saliva. All these things that could spread the the dreadful dreadful covid around it's and not it has. Love. you're not
2: spreading love you're spreading china and it's yeah. not good
0: <laughs> exactly uh so the bad this week goes to the covid outbreak in the france rugby camp uh, and then the ugly loads of ugly i mean which one do you pick out absolutely loads of ugly across the game there was a the red card in australia for the tip tackle that was the orange card five red cards in the premiership this weekend um loads of incidents that were clear red cards but for me uh the ugly goes to the fact that some people are still questioning why they're red cards and some are saying the game has gone soft which is absolutely ugly we're here to protect the players the players are asking to be protected so it's the players and the coaches that need to change their behavior everyone stop saying the game's gone soft the game is changing for the good of the player's health so get used to it stop moaning about it red cards are gonna be given out left right and center until players change their behaviour and coaches change their ways too. So hopefully that changes quickly uh, and we don't see as many red cards, but the game ain't gone soft.
1: Thanks, Scoody. You guys have got a couple of shout-outs to finish off with, don't you?
2: Yeah, i got a big shout-out. Andrew, you'll like this one for the Hambo Foundation. Obviously can't have dinners. They'd be rampacked around the Guinness Six Nations, as we know. Uh, a lot of charities, there's nothing happening. So this year it would be great if as many people as possible can check out the online auction I've just had one of my old shirts sent up from Clive, the kit man, Goody. I think they want you to sign something as well. Uh, so we're going to auction that off, a signed shirt. It'd be worth millions, that will, let's be honest. Millions. I mean, p- millions. Well, it'd, be a big
0: sh- it'd be a big shirt as well, if it's mine.
2: It, it, exactly, yeah. No, it's my shirt as well, both of them together. Yeah, Pele and Maradona, mate. Probably worth about the same. <laughs> anyway, just check out justgiving. dot com slash fundraising forward slash hambu raffle, or you'll go on the Get Busy Living website and there'll be some stuff around there. And pay a million pound for my Nagudi shirt. And if you do, um, I'll maybe. See if Dan Carr will sign it as well if you pay a million pounds. (laughs) Good stuff.
0: Uh, Yeah, definitely check that out and support Hambo. And I've got a shout-out for Harvey Witzer, uh, who unfortunately has terminal brain cancer, but was still turning out for South Woodham Ferrer's first team at 55 years of age last year. He's also turned out for the Houses of Parliament team in Japan during the World Cup. He's a man that would and has walked 500 miles for a game of rugby. His brothers and sisters in rugby are all trying to support him. And if you search for Harvey Witzer GoFundMe, you can find out more details and give him your support as well. So all the best, Harvey. Keep fighting.
1: Thanks, Goody. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Producer Tim. And thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Leave us a review and check us out on YouTube as well.
2: Rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod.
1: Well you probably heard it a few weeks ago, I've launched a brand new podcast and we've had some awesome guests on so far, the feedback has been unreal. So far we've had a Top Gun pilot from the RAF, a crocodile hunter, some former SAS soldiers, the UK's number one fitness expert, the bodyguard for celebrities like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie and Clint Eastwood, a government advisor on the future, which is gnarly, and a UFO expert from the UK's Ministry of Defence. Plus, I've just recorded one with the Stig from Top Gear where he gives me all the secrets on how he kept his identity hidden for so long. You don't want to miss that one. So go and check it out. It's called The Andy Rowe Show and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts.